Welcome to Life Unedited. This is your lifestyle guide to living a life that aligns solely with you. I am your host, Tabitha Sweeney, a coach and inspirational speaker who is all about authenticity, friendly sass, and helping you unlock your best self. Welcome back. All right, you guys, we are back for season three. Welcome. It is 2024. Oh my God, 2024. Holy shit. I don't know how we got here, but fuck. Um, so we are kicking off season three and I am so pumped because we have, I have brand new stuff coming at you guys this year. I'm so excited for the rollout and to help me chat a little bit about the plans and a little bit more detail about some really cool stuff. I have Kristen Toscano with me and she is a human design coach. And I am so lucky to be able to call her one of my dear sweet friends who offers the most amazing guided advice without filter ever. And she's it's it's so radically changing when she enters into your life. So hi, Kristen. Hi, Tam. It's so fun to be here with you. Yes, I'm so excited. We had a conversation, what was it, like oh, two weeks ago now? Mm-hmm. And I was kind of telling you a little bit about my plans for the business and my thoughts. And you had pulled up my chart and we started talking. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this is the perfect way to introduce everything new and everything that has been in all of the changes. Cause I feel like 2023 was like a year where the universe was coming at me so fast and life was happening so fast. And there were such huge transitions and so much growth, but I feel like it was a setup year. It was all setting me up for what's coming. Like it wasn't the actual, like reaping what you've sowed quite just yet. Like it wasn't quite the harvest, but like we got the baskets together. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like every time you and I had a conversation, like another layer got clearer. Yes. So much clarity. It was the year of clarity. It really was. And uh, big ballsy moves. So, (laughs) so first of all, before we even get started and you start throwing out terms and looking at charts, tell everybody who you are, what you do. Sure. So I'm Kristen Scano. I spent 20 years as a physical therapist before burning out and just realizing that the healthcare system didn't really give us what we needed to really move beyond just injury recovery into really thriving. And so I kind of went down my own personal path of self-discovery, um, when I realized my whole identity was wrapped up in my work and that kind of put me on this path of spirituality, I guess you would call it, um, really connecting with, well, who am I really outside of just the work that I do? And what I realized is that the work that I do now as a quantum human design specialist is really just looking at stress and burnout from a different lens, you know, rather than waiting for it to show up in our bodies Like, how can we align with our true selves to prevent that in the first place and really just find a life of more joy, more peace, more harmony, more excitement? I feel like ever since like our very first conversation, you and I just kind of clicked 
And yeah. we very similarly, we help people on the same path, but in very, very different ways. I cannot tell you anything what Kristen is uh, looking at, but I'm so fascinated by it. And so basically really quick, just kind of tell people like, what is human design when you say you're pulling a chart? Yeah. So human design, it's a synthesis of astrology. So you get your chart based on your birth date, time and location, but it also pulls in the ancient wisdom from the Chinese I Ching, from the Hindu chakra system, from the Judaic Kabbalah. And then we throw in quantum science, quantum mechanics on how energy flows, how we interface with the quantum field and how we create in our lives. And we get such practical insights about how we make decisions, you know, our sole purpose, the lessons that we're here to learn, all of these things that really help us One, accept who we are outside of who society tells us to be. (laughs) Um, You know how I feel about that. For sure, for sure. (laughs) But it's really about the embodiment. It's It's not meant to be something that you know. It's really about how do you live in greater alignment, find more of that sense of satisfaction, success, peace, like just your flow in your life. Yes. I get so excited when we start talking about this stuff and we could like geek out forever on it because it's so fascinating to me. Um, And for a lot of people listening, I know they might be like, okay, a little woo-woo here, but you guys all know I'm really woo-woo. And um, I can't tell you when I started really, I don't understand anything you look at, but when I start taking Kristen's advice and applying it to my own life, like things started shifting in crazy directions. Um, It's been insane. So as I was kind of telling you that my plans for this coming year are to take and expand into the coaching and expand a little bit deeper. So I've always coached authenticity and self-trust. That has been my coaching going all the way back through fitness that was still the base of all my coaching. And it's grown from just simply body image when I was back in the fitness industry to body image, worthiness, and boundaries, my three pillars, to in 2024, I'm going to be releasing my fourth pillar. I'm so terrified and so pumped at the same time because we are talking all about sexual exploration and sexual authenticity. I firmly believe that this has such a firm impact in who we are and how we will live our life because this is still a driving force of suicide rates. This is still a driving force behind divorce and so many other things. So there is more to this than on a surface level, just looking at it and being like, oh, you're just preaching everyone should go out and have sex. Not quite, right? It's getting deeper and it's learning to be okay with who you are and whatever it is that you're craving. And that was my own personal journey this entire last year, which I let people into like a little bit, but like not at the full level. So you guys are going to get a way deeper, I'm terrified to tell you, insight into what my 2023 has been like. 
And we are going to start really talking more about sexual decisions and exploration, how it affects your life, what society thinks versus what we think, what, how to kind of balance the two and all of these things on top of, for those of you who are like sitting there with, you know, 20 some plus years of repressed Catholic guilt right here, right here. Uh Uh-huh. We're going to start talking about how to start undoing that guilt. We're going to start talking about if you're interested in some of these things, what you can do, how you can get involved, where you can start, all of these things. And with that, the podcast is actually going to be split into two. So life on edit is going to remain just as it always has. Nothing's going to change. The It's going to add in a subscription in Spotify. So that if you want access to that content, this exploration content, um, you will be able to access it. And there's going to be tons. I've already started recording it. I'm so excited of guest interviews, guest stars, stories, all kinds of bonus stuff that is kept aside to make sure that the people who are have always followed the coaching but aren't necessarily ready for that next step yet, they don't have to take it quite yet. A couple of weeks ago, I was really solidifying my decision in this. Like, am I really going to do this? You guys, I had an idea for what a lot of businesses would call a lead magnet, which I don't think we're actually supposed to talk about, but I'm going to. That's when companies want your information, right? Like they want to know, like that's how they get you to engage with them. Like, let's be real. We all know that there's science behind marketing. This is one of those things. And it's something that I have not, let's be honest, been real great at in the past seven years. So I called Kristen and I was like, I have this idea and this is, this is like, this is it. But oh my God, it means I have to tell people things and it means um, my family is going to see this. And since that day, I've been disowned by most of my family. And you sat there, Kristen, and you were like, this all makes sense. Like is what you said to me, like, this makes sense. Yeah, I get why you're here. I'm going to drop it in the show notes, but for anybody wondering, the lead magnet is like, for all couples out there, are you ready for your first threesome? And it's really a walk through boundaries and communication. That's what it is. I'm not talking to you about who lays where and how you move. It's about strengthening the bond between the two of you and making sure that if this is something you are thinking about you come out stronger or you take the time to stop and say, Hey, I don't know if we're really ready for this. I don't know if, if we should be going here, but let's face it. It's a super taboo subject. And I won't say I've completely 100% forever banished the Catholic guilt from my life. So as I was talking to Kristen and she's like, this is it. Like, this is what everything was leading to. And the conversation was incredible. So Let's dive into what you see on your end. Yeah. So first of all, one of the things that I remember from when you and I first started talking about human design and I was like, yeah, so you make decisions by following your gut. Your gut says, "Uh uh-huh, this is for me or "Uh uh-uh, it isn't. And you're like, yep, that makes sense. And then I was like, but you have this second layer of decision-making where you need to wait to get clarity. Because you have you have what's called 
an emotion, a defined emotional solar plexus center, which is this brown triangle here. And what that means is that you ride this natural wave of emotional highs and lows, and you're meant to make decisions from your neutral baseline, but you need time to make sure that you're making decisions from that emotional baseline. And that's where your clarity comes from. And I remember you were like, mm, no, I just make decisions <laughs> by my gut. And I was like, mm, okay, well, let's see if that's really true. And then we talked about it more, right? Yep. And so talk to me a little bit about what that pro decision-making process is like for you. So I will say I've been paying more attention since that conversation, right? And I would say probably there are chances and times when I forget to take my time to think and sit and fall back to neutral. But I have noticed that most of the big decisions in my life, while they seem extremely, um, what's the word, impulsive, I have been brewing on them for some time. But when I make the decision, that's, I think, the key. And that's what I didn't dif differentiate at first. When I make the decision, then it's mm -hmm. time. Like, my decision has already been made and nobody and nothing is going to change my mind. And now it's, let's do the steps. I will say that is how my life has been probably for the past, as long as I can remember. Business-wise, because I wasn't confident in business when I started, and because you're always on the, like, I need to make the money. I need the next sale because rent is due on the space, and my rent for the space is more than my mortgage. I would skip that sometimes because it, it was like, well, what, do I, what can I do right now? And somebody would give me an idea or advice. And I would be like, oh, okay. And I would run with it. And then the number of times over the past six to seven years that I would be halfway through something and be like, this doesn't feel good. And I felt like I was constantly at war with myself mm -hmm. because I was like, well, now you said you were going to do this, but like, I really don't want to do this, but I have one person committed. It really zapped a lot of my energy. And so it was funny because I realized that that was the biggest area of my life where I was not taking any time to come back to neutral and was just running with what people were telling me, but they weren't the people that were paying my bills. Yeah. 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 And I remember like throughout this last year, all of the conversations we've had when you've made these big decisions, the thing that you, I always hear you say is like, I feel this in my bones. Yes. And it's like, it's these decisions that you sit with. And then because you are a 3420 manifesting generator, which means what makes you a manifesting generator is you have the sacral motor defined. This is the motor for workforce, life force energy. It is that like when you're in the right work, you have the sustainable energy for it. Mm -hmm. And through this 3420, which is your sun and earth placements, which is part of your life purpose, it gets that energy to the throat. And then it's like, okay, so you're here to do things very quickly in the right timing. That damn timing. So, yeah. And, but so part of it is with that 3420 energy, it's busy, busy, busy energy. The combination of the, tw the gate 20 is the gate of patience and that's your earth. So when you're grounded in patience and waiting, 
combined with your emotional solar plexus, because themes repeat throughout the chart, it's not, nothing in the chart is by accident. Okay. And so this theme of slowing down is, is a big one for you. And then when you get the pulse that, okay, now's the time for me to move into action because you're responding to things outside of yourself. Your gut says, uh-huh, now's the time. I have the clarity for it. And then you can move into action and things do happen very quickly. Yes. It is so funny because I remember one of the first things you said to me is by looking at the charts, I remember you explaining it like some people can walk up to a bar and stand there forever and not be seen and not be heard. And other people, like it all has to do with with our chart placements and like naturally like what we're here to do. Are we, and I'm not using correct terms right now, but this is what comes to my mind is like, are you a worker bee or are you the one yelling orders? Yeah. So 70% of us have that sustainable energy that when we're in the right work, we become really skillful and masterful at that right work. Within that group of 70%, about 33% of us are time benders or manifesting generators where we have that motor connection to the throat where we can be heard. Like, like you were saying, you and I can go up to, to a bar with someone who has an undefined throat center or a non-motorized throat center, and they could be standing there like hollering, like, excuse me, I need some help. And they won't be, it, the energy doesn't cut through where you and I can walk up and say, excuse me, I'd like to place an order. And that gets heard right away. Which I found to be like fascinating. And suddenly the past 25 years makes sense, right? Like college makes sense. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The other part when we were talking about like that 3420 channel being your conscious sun and earth placement is part of your spiritual purpose. You're here to gather people. And that's like that that patience gate is all about gathering the right people, building your skill set, like getting everything ready so that when the time is right and you respond to something, like things happen very quickly. And the 34 is the gate of power. It's the most powerful gate in the whole chart. And it's meant to respond to opportunities that really bring transformative ideas to the world. So you're not meant to do with things. And you have a lot of what's called the individual circuitry in your chart where you're here to be different. You're here to change the way we do things. And so- That hits so deep when you say that. Yes. (laughs) mm -hmm. Yeah. Most of the energy in in your chart in particular is this transformative, we're going to do shit differently. You have a little bit of what's called tribal energy where so there's a little bit of this push pull between okay how do i be my unique weird self and also belong mhm but the transformative energy in your chart is so much stronger than that piece that you're like i i have to be myself i have to that authenticity really is part of just who you are and i think that that explains so much of so many feelings that I've had coming out of a long-term toxic marriage where I didn't get to be myself and then breaking out of survival and working on the healing 
And when you think about all of these people who came into my life at any point in that time, they never really knew me, my character, my values, my morals, none of those changed. Right. But how loudly I could project who I really am, how all of those things. And I think that was a recurring theme for me in 2023. This isn't really you though. This isn't really you. And I'm like, but it, this is the most I've ever felt like me. Yeah. And that was and a I struggle. Part of that too, is you have what's known as an undefined identity center, this diamond here in the middle. And so with this undefined identity center, your direction and how you identify be influenced by who you're around because you can feel who the people are, like the heart of who the people are that you're with. Yes. And so it's so important for you to be able to be in the right place with the right people so that that feels good to you. 100%. That was a huge piece of me taking some of the strides and the moves that I made in the fourth quarter last year to be able to put myself in that position because I couldn't do that where I was. And it was funny because I know when we had talked, um, you know, 90% of the people when I told them I was picking up and moving to Pittsburgh were like doing their best to talk me out of it or have me committed or thought I was crazy. There was Kristen, there was, there was a few that were like, this is it. You're supposed to. And it was funny because it was, I think that was one of the times it was like, I know this in my bones, mm -hmm. like the amount of calm, the amount. And when you say, when, when you wait for the universe to tell you when to go, it then gives you everything you need in a way that you logically cannot understand. Like I should not have been able to pack up and move my children three hours away in four weeks mm -hmm. in the time frame that I did because I was able to get offload my studio space. I was able to pack everything up. I literally, I mean, the day I made the decision to move, I think I had like $23 in my bank account. Like it, I was not in a position to be like, yep, this is going to work. And it fucking worked. Like, <laughs> like all of a sudden it was like, boom, 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 go. Yes. Because a lot of your individual energy is in what's known as the knowing circuit. And so you know things without knowing how you know them. And yeah, it was one of the most enlightening transformational things that you had ever explained to me and continue to remind me of. Transformational. Because we're so conditioned to be logical, but logic is only one third of how we know things. Like one third of the circuitry in the human design is logical. It's recognizing those patterns and using the recognition of those patterns to be able to predict future outcomes. Mm -hmm. Then there's that knowing circuit that's like, we know because we know, and I don't know how I know, I just know. And then there's this other circuit, the sensing circuit, that's more about this knowing that like through the stories that we tell, we create greater possibilities for what's possible for humanity. And it's not because it's happened in the past. It's just this knowing that like, this is a future possibility. That circuit comes with those ahas, those big epiphanies that you're like, well, I don't know where that came from, but it, you know, that came out of left field, but, and I don't know how the heck I'm going to get from here to there. Never. I never know. <laughs> it's so interesting though, when you talk about that, because we live in an extremely logical society. 
And there are so many things that we can't explain. And when I think back on any, and I, I'm very firm, I stand very firm in the fact that I have no regrets in my life. I have regrets on things that come out of my mouth. Other than that, I have no regrets in life. Every bad decision I've ever made has taken me a step closer to where I needed. I needed that lesson. I needed to learn it. But when I think back, it I can say with certainty that I knew I should never got married. I loved him. I wanted him to be the one. Did I think my it was going to turn out anything like it did? No, I didn't. I absolutely hands down did not. But I remember standing at the altar and convincing myself it was cold feet as I was like, go, fucking go, like breaking into sweats. Like, this is not, what are you doing? Now, granted, I would have none of this. My life would be so drastically different. I don't, I, there, I'm still angry about some things, but I don't regret any of it. I wouldn't have my kids. I wouldn't have any of it. And that's like the extreme because that happens on small things, right? Like you're like, I shouldn't do this. Oh, but I'm going to, oh shit. Well now look what just happened. Yeah. And a lot of times we can see where our conditioning is playing into that, like not trusting ourselves. Like, so for you, your, your open centers with that identity center being undefined, that comes with this, um, like questioning our lovability And when it's defined, it's questioning, like, can I be accepted for who I truly am? But then you also have an undefined root center or undefined will center, rather, that carries this pressure to have to prove your value. Always. And with the undefined head and Ajna, it's that pressure to like figure out the answers to everybody else's questions. You're taking in those ideas and inspirations from all around you and feeling like you have to act on them and figure out the answers, but they're not all yours. And with the undefined Ajna, you, because you can see things from so much, many different perspectives, like this idea for you of dancing with uncertainty. I know we talked about this in the past around, um, you know, with that uncertainty of the emotional solar plexus not being so consistent in your emotional wave. And this uncertainty from the undefined Ajna center, like where are you trying to grip for for some level of certainty? And I can almost always look back and know where I gripped. There has been, that has happened multiple times. It's happened multiple times in the past couple of years or a couple of years, couple of months. You know, I mean, I talk openly about one of them being the fact that, you know, the very beginning of August when I said I was moving and my whole family imploded and went nuclear, I may have accidentally turned around and told AC I had feelings. And like, he took it as like, Hey, want to go get married? Like tomorrow, like right now, like, let's just go get married. Like, which is not what I was saying. And I realized at that moment, like I was gripping for that certainty, for that something, because what I had always had as my certainty was gone. And I was like, oh my gosh. And, you know, obviously guys, we worked through that. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's interesting. Cause I've done it. And now I can almost catch myself beforehand where I'm like, wait, I'm looking, this is because it's uncertain. This is because I don't know. This is because what am I reaching for here? 
Yeah, and that's the thing with the human design chart is we're talking about archetypes. So we're talking about a variety, just because you have a specific element in your chart, doesn't mean it's going to be expressed out into the world in a, and look a certain way. And it doesn't mean that, so we're talking about, you know, shadow expressions, we're talking about more optimal expressions and kind of everything in between. And it's not that you're always going to be at the highest possible potential of expression of your design, but it's like, how can you take these insights and come back into alignment more quickly? You know, catch yourself in these patterns that maybe aren't serving you, aren't getting you closer to what you want. And just recognizing those so that you don't stay out of alignment so long that you find yourself in burnout, that you find yourself in all of these situations that we don't want to be in, that are not, they're not comfortable, but they're also not good for us. Because there are some things that are uncomfortable that we still need to go through. Yeah, let's talk about that. Because I feel like that's what I'm coming up into, right? Like, yeah, like it's yeah. wildly uncomfortable. Uh, but when I told you that I was going to be introducing this fourth pillar and we started yeah. talking in more depth about what it really means to have a safe space for people to explore not on traditional life or taboo life, because honestly, I'm going to be totally honest. I think way more people think about these things, entertain these thoughts, have conversations than what's actually ever put out for other people to hear. Like, I think there's a whole lot going on in people's minds that, that we're not as alone as we feel in these things. I mean, in a year ago, a uh, little over a year ago now, Christmas of 2022. I mean, I, you wouldn't have ever even got me to say the word threesome, like just out loud sitting in a room by myself, let alone saying like, this is what I'm going to be talking about, like nationally and, um, and having these open, honest conversations. But when I tell you it, it has helped a huge part of my healing to be able to acknowledge and to be able to say these things and to be able to start talking about them. And as you said, living authentically and being my own weird self, right? Like is so important to me. And I think that's where at the end of this year, when I said to you, this is something it's been, and actually we had talked about this because it had, I, let's be honest. I had these feelings. I knew before I was moving that this is the direction the business was going. I knew this was part of the reason I had to move is I couldn't take the business in this direction where my trauma and where my life was already planted. And when I had said, you know, I've been thinking about this for a while, the reality is in the six to eight weeks, I had tried several other things thinking I could trick the universe and I could get away with that being enough, right? Like, dating after 40, like dating after divorce. No, no. The universe was like, that's cute. You're a little closer, but that's not what you're supposed to be doing. So by the time I made the decision, I had been thinking about this for months already and waiting for the universe to be like, hey, jackass, now's the time. Like, it's time to move on this. And when I told you that, you were like, well, this all completely makes sense. 
the other part of your incarnation cross, which is your sole purpose. So we talked about the 3420 on one side of your chart. You have the 5955 is your sun and earth placements on the other side of your chart. The 59 is all, I mean, that's where sex lives in the chart. So what does that, that mean? is part of what you're here to bring the world. It's in traditional human design, the gate of sexuality. In quantum human design, it's the gate of sustainability. And it's about creating relationships and partnerships that sustain you, that are grounded in sufficiency and abundance. And that with this understanding that the more you have, the you, there's this greater fulfillment in sharing the resources that you've acquired. Yeah. And yeah, it's about responding to create relationships and resources. Combine that with the 34, which like I said, is busy, busy, busy. It's either too busy for sex or it's can be very sexual. So that combinations of things made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And it was amazing. Cause as you said that it was like, another layer of affirmation. Kristen was one of the first layers of affirmation I got that like, yep, this is, this is the path. But ironically enough, you said like, that's part of your soul purpose, right? When I very first, I don't know how much on the, on the podcast I've talked to you guys about psychic Steve, but he was a Tinder date from like, Oh, I don't know, February, March, like way back. Right. We had met and he had said, right away. He's like, I'm not supposed to date you, but I'm supposed to help you get to the next level. And I was like, okay. And this was still very early in my journey. So it was funny. He had said several things to me at our very first meeting. And one of them was, he's like, there's something that you are not admitting to the yourself, let alone the world. Like you won't even say it to yourself. He's like, and until you do, you're not going anywhere. Like you better get on. And of course, he's like, do you know what it was? I was like, yeah, but I'm not telling you. If I'm not admitting it to me, I'm not telling you. And it was definitely sex-based. It was funny because at some point in the spring, in one of our conversations, he said to me, you are supposed to be helping people unlock this sexual revelation, so to speak, right? Who they are. You're supposed to be helping give them permission. You're supposed to be helping them. Like that's the area where transformation that you're supposed to be working with people. And it was still early enough that I was like, you're out of your fucking mind. Like, I don't know how you think I'm going to do that. Like I was nowhere near. And when I tell you the universe, like, I feel like I got like six years worth of lessons in a matter of six months. Like we condensed, like it was like a zip drive. Here you go. And holy shit. And all of a sudden, literally, as I got off the phone with you that day, and I was like, fuck, psychic Steve, you're right. This is what I'm doing. Damn it. Why? Yes. He also said things about AC that I will still keep under wraps so that, you know, as not to scare him away again and have to call him back again. But uh, yeah, it was, it was wild, crazy, insane, interesting. And it's funny how sometimes someone says something to you and then like months later, you're like, ha, look at that. Here we are. Yes. Because divine timing is a thing. (laughs) 
you, my business coach said that to me once. I was like, how has this taken me so long? That's the biggest thing I think I've noticed since I moved, since I made the decision, I was moving to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. The marketing, the messaging, the struggle of how to do things that I've struggled with for six or seven years, all of a sudden was like, oh, well, this isn't so hard. Oh, well, how is, why was this a struggle? Because that's also part of your path. You have the channel 2838, which is part of that transformational energy, but it's that part of the chart that where we understand that through our struggles, we understand what's really worth fighting for. And through that trans, through that pressure of that struggle, that's where change happens. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's so, it's just, it's mind blowing to me and I love it. And we could talk charts all day um, because it's like so freaking fascinating. Like I, you have taught me so much about myself and you have taught and helped us. And when I say us, I mean, AC and I in ways where Kristen's like, I would, I would call her and I'd be like, I think, and she'd start to be like, okay, hang on. And she'd take me through an exercise. Right. And it, it's so fascinating because it's like, it's right there on paper, but again, none of it makes sense. Like, how does the paper know this? How do you know, based off of when I was born, these are the things about me, but every single thing is so true. And when we start tapping into it and we start paying attention to it, because they're all unconscious things, right? Or subconscious things. Like there are things that are happening behind the scenes that we're not giving any credence or credit to. When we start, fuck, our life starts changing. We become well, and a I different also person. Acknowledge, Tab, because one thing that I recognize in you is that you take those insights and you process them and not from a mental space, but but you start you you do embody these yes. these awarenesses and allow them to influence the choices that you make. Yes. And that's a super huge that like let's let's be honest. Just as in any coaching, in any education, and any prescription or healthcare, like knowing is only like this much of the equation, yeah. right? Because yeah. the rest is putting it into practice and you're helping people tap into things that are subconscious, things that they don't even recognize or realize that's, that's going on and how they make decisions. And where I help the people is like, all right, now we're going to go to the conscious level and we're going to peel back those layers and get to the root of like, what are you trying to hide from yourself? Cause, and I've been there cause I've hid, I've tried to hide things from myself for years and years and years and years. Um, <laughs> it doesn't get us anywhere. You have to take what's being said and you have to use it or attempt to use it right? In order Mm -hmm. to see the progress and to see the work and to see the results. Yeah. Cause your human design chart is really just the blueprint for your personal experiment. And so you have to be engaged in the experiment. I love that because experiment means like, you know, 90% of the time we're going to get it wrong. It's, 
it's not really wrong because we don't know what the outcome is going to be. Like, so if we don't try, then we don't ever, like, it's about like pivoting. It's about trial and error. It's about finding the right recipe. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a part that most of us as humans completely miss out on sometimes. So Kristen, tell everybody now that they've listened to you, tell me all about me and why I am the way I am. Um, tell everybody how you can help them, how they find you, what all the, all your good things. Sure. Sure. So, so the first step I would say is get your chart and you can do that right on my website. It's kristentoscano.com. And if you go to the start here tab, you can enter your birth date, time, and location. If you don't know your exact time, send me an email info at kristentoscano.com. And I can help you sort through that. But that will give you your chart and you'll get a series of emails from me explaining what the heck you're looking at. Because as you saw, it can be a little bit overwhelming and complicated initially, but I'll walk you through like what it is to start paying attention to first. And it's, it's your strategy and authority. It's how you make those decisions. So that I would say is your first step. In terms of where to connect with me, I'm on Instagram at Kristen Toscano. That's probably the easiest place. I have a Facebook group called the Life by Your Design Community with Kristen. And those are, yeah, that's probably the best places to get in touch with me. I'm going to drop all of Kristen's links in the show notes. So grab them, get in touch with her, get your chart. If you've never seen your chart, if you've never looked at your chart, if you've never heard of quantum human design, which I had not until I met Kristen, you have to be open-minded. And if you are open-minded and you are wanting to take your life to the next level, you want to experience what you've been put here for and believe it's for more than like, you know, working for however much money in a set time frame every single week and then coming home and playing Candy Crush, this is where you can find out so much more about you, so much insight. And it's glorious. Yeah. And I find that when people go down this human design journey, that first step really is about validating the things that you've probably always felt about yourself, but maybe allow yourself to trust because somebody told you that you shouldn't be that way. That's definitely, I find like the first thing people get from human design, but the magic really happens as we talked about is in taking action and really embodying it. And that's what I get really lit up about. Um, and that's where we, our lives really change. We do find more of the flow. We do. And it is, I mean, you can use this in so many different ways. Every time we talk, I feel like I get a new idea of like how I can apply, how I can use this where it can change my life. But the biggest thing is the fact that like it it works if you want it to. And that's, I think that the bottom line to any and all coaching that's out there, whether it's physical coaching, whether it's emotional, mental, whatever it is, it only works if you want it to and you want to do the work because it's it's hard work. But life is hard regardless. That's what I always tell myself. Life is hard regardless. So what kind of hard do I want it to be? And I will take the hard, hard that brings me more joy and peace alongside it. 
So on that note, Kristen, thank you so much. This was so fantastic. And you guys go out. It is, fuck, it's 2024. Happy January. Um, I don't know. Go, go do something today that lights you up. That's what you should do. Something that lights you up. Mwah. Thanks, Tab.